Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love this film. I think it's great. Great director, a completely mad film, iconic performances, and the legacy of Point Break is still felt now like there'd be no hot fuzz without Point Break, and it's great. It's iconic, isn't it? I would say Point Break. It's definitely, again, one of the top 50 films you have to watch. And when people say, I like Fast and Furious or whatever, I'm like, you should probably check out the original. When young boys watch this, they're like, we want to be Bodhi. I want to learn how to surf. I want to be that cool. Mum, get some lemon in my hair. Let's get some (laughs) dye going. Hello, everybody. Today we are recording with Rich. Hello. Dave. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Point Break. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans, welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Joining us remotely, we have Rich and Dave. If you could please say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Hello, my name is Dave. I'm one half of the Joe of Unequal Sequel, where we uh, get guests and ask them for their best sequel, worst sequel, and then finally their dream sequel. Basically, we just talk sequels and then we once in a while go off and talk about other movies but yeah it's a lot of fun and um we delve into sequel reviews as well on our friday extra shows there's there's no shortage of sequels is there it's not it's not going to dry up you say that but in march there's none what (laughs) the batman scared everyone off don't believe you there's there must be a sequel somewhere to something the link we've got is uh catherine tate's nan movie is coming out yikes has she had a film before? No, but it's kind of a sequel to the series. We're really, you know, dragging the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there'll be a lot of scrapey noise on that one. <laughs> are you not classing the Batman as a sequel, or what? How you, how you, what, what, well, what is a sequel for you? Actually, that's that's an interesting question. And using the Batman as a as a counterpoint to that. We've talked about it, and we, Dave, about the yeah. Batman. <laughs> the Batman. Yeah, the the Batman is the start of a new timeline uh, a new batman 
franchise. It's got no uh, characters from a previous film coming back. So it's, it's a whole new entity. Um, so we're, we're saying that's a first. But we want to talk about the Batman. So we might say, hey, it's a Batman film. It's kind of a sequel. So we might end up talking about it. But yeah, it's not a sequel. When we were trying to get tickets to the screener, then we were all in sequel. for it being a sequel. And now that they cancelled our tickets, it's not a sequel anymore. So, you know, it doesn't matter. How did they cancel your tickets? <laughs> oh, you know, when you just apply, you're like, two please, and then... Yeah, you then they send you an email like, back going, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that... I thought they'd tend to give you tickets and then that's it. So you just hand the head back. Anyway, this is inside of, this yeah. is inside of baseball stuff. Rich, who are you? Oh, well, I'm, I'm the other host of Unequal Sequel. Um, and all of what Dave said, essentially, um, although in our in our dynamic, Dave does really all of the work and I just turn up and talk rubbish. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my role. You chose the film today, which is Point Break. Can you tell us, first of all, why you chose it? Uh, and then you have 60 seconds to tell us the synopsis. I mostly chose it because someone else had picked Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, <laughs> but uh, So that was out. Um, but, yeah, I very much very much a, a seminal movie for me point break and um i really like i really like the fast and furious franchise and i don't think that would exist without point break i think it owes a lot to point break mm-hmm. yeah so it's a really it's a really good movie so, and it still stands up for me <laughs> <laughs> okay 60 seconds starts now okay so keanu reeves plays johnny utah who is the worst FBI agent in history. Um, (laughs) He infiltrates a a gang of bank robbers who rob banks dressed in masks of Um, ex-presidents. His partner, who's played by Nick Nick Nolte, pre going completely... No, Gary Busey, sorry. I always get those two mixed up. It's really annoying. Um, Gary Busey before, like, going crazy. Um... Spots that they've got tan lines, so therefore they must be surfers. And Johnny infiltrates their gang, ends up becoming infatuated with a Patrick Swayze character, and then has to battle with his with his conscience whether he should arrest them, whether he should be friends with them, and action and adventure ensue. Look at that for timing. <laughs> also, romance there as well. Yeah, yeah, Laurie Petty. A childhood's memory for me. <laughs> well, she's still around. She's in. She's in Orange Is the New Black. She was, yeah, very much more tank girl in Orange Is the New Black than yeah than yeah, she's, this um, character. So Laurie Pesce is one of the ones you know. You know, actors have got such a distinctive voice that they like they pierce through. And I was like, that's Laurie Petty, even though I hadn't seen this for ages, and I forgot that she. I, I knew that that character was in it. And a first of all, I was like, did they? copy that character and make her into Trinity in the Matrix or what happened there? Um, but her voice, her voice is like, like super strong. Like, like um, in Ghostbusters Afterlife, there's um, Annie Potts is in it and you hear her voice before you see her face and you just, she's got one of, the, one of the best kind of active voices. I love her voice so much from Ghostbusters. But when she came, when you heard her on the screen, I was like, I know exactly who that is. And Laurie Petty has that same kind of voice as well. But she kind of leans into it more nowadays, I think. She's got more of that. Um, she really leans into her voice a bit more um, in Orange is New Black. But I don't know where I was going with this, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> but she really, I, really, I thought she was really cool in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, Laurie Petty in this uh, in this movie essentially 
uh, set me up for a teenage time of loving girls with pixie cuts. Basically, that was my uh, <laughs> that was my, it, my I don't know it was my cinema awakening, but yeah, certainly sort of some sort of teenage awakening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, this it's so well cast. This movie, yeah. I mean, Swayze's just ultimate cool, isn't he? Mm. Um, he's uh, this is peak Patrick Swayze. I think when young boys watch this, they're like, we want to be Bodhi. I want yeah. to learn how to surf. I want to be yeah. that cool. Mum, get some lemon in my hair. Uh, let's, get some, <laughs> let's get some dye going. Because he auditioned to be, Patrick Swayze auditioned to be Johnny Utah. And I don't know if he got turned out, but he, but then he got Did the, the Bodhi character, which is, which is the right choice for him, certainly. Oh, yeah. I know that um, that Keanu was like fifth choice. I think mm. they had they had yeah, Johnny, Johnny Depp. He turned it down. Val, Val Kilmer turned it down. Matthew Broderick turned it down. Charlie he Sheen turned pe- it down. He always gets people's leftovers, doesn't he? And yeah. you know, makes them <laughs> make it. I'm glad they all turned it down because yeah. I absolutely love Keanu Reeves in this. Mm. I love everything about it. I love the slightly wooden confused performance that he puts in and I love the way that he looks at Patrick Swayze and I love the way that he beats up one of the red hot chili peppers and uh, yeah wearing his wetsuit and yeah I I just love watching this made me remember how much I loved Keanu back then mm. so um I love this film I think it's great a uh, great director a completely mad film, iconic performances, and the legacy of Point Break is still felt now. Like there'd be no hot fuzz without mm-hmm. Point Break, and it's great. Thanks for picking it. <laughs> I started to stick on some of the cast a bit. We've had Doctor Cox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doctor Doctor Cox Dr. playing Doctor Cox, Cox. yeah, <laughs> as he does in every film. <laughs> oh, well, Pat- Patrick Swayze because he's. Maybe the top top flicks watch actor. This yeah. is okay. Roadhouse. Film number three. This is film number four. So Roadhouse, Dirty Dancing, Ghost. Ghost. This. So for me, all crackers. For me, all I really, crackers. I really want. I really want someone to pick Donnie Darko when, when or wherever this comes mm. on because that that will be my. I'll be the Patrick Swayze top five there. I'm not sure if there's another film that you need to watch for Patrick Swayze, but this is Dirty Dancing. He's amazing. The Ghost is brilliant. Uh, Roadhouse is fantastic. This is just astonishing. Like literally, mm. he was he was doing the skydiving. Um, yeah, yeah. This, he does do you know I mean? all his own stunts. He broke four ribs learning to surf, you know. And yeah, he does all the. He did fifty five skydives for this movie, having never skydived before. Apparently, yeah. there's like skydiving instructors. Like he's a natural. It's like just oh, he would be. <laughs> he would be, wouldn't he? Yeah, but yeah, I can't think of anyone better. No, I mean, watching those scenes based on the fact you knew it was him skydiving. It's such a difference between the camera on Patrick Swayze and him doing the flips and the stuff, and then mm. the camera like zoomed like super tight on Keanu Reeves' face <laughs> yeah. with, the, with, the, with a hairdryer. It, yeah, it's it, 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 it it kind of it's kind of like, oh, mate, could you could you not try to kill yourself and throw yourself out of the plane a few times? Um, but it's so it's so so good Swayze in this. I'm not was he nominated for any awards for this? Was it? I don't think so. Well. I, it didn't do as well as it should have done. Point Break, did it? Because it was it came out the same Michael week Gray as films came out the same week as Terminator <laughs> Two: Judgment Day. Oh, so mate. that must have. 
that must have been a very awkward conversation in that house because at the at that point James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow are married yeah. and both their movies are coming out on the same week. <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. Was There's it? also this this um this quite interesting thing I think as well where Ca- uh, James Cameron claims to have rewritten Point Break and Catherine Bigelow claims that's nonsense. So <laughs> I don't know what kind of dynamic they've got going on there but I wouldn't have wanted to be in their house and well, yeah, not, but... not very friendly that's, <laughs> yeah. that's really that's really tough isn't it yeah so I'm just going to um, put my release of uh, yeah. my film onto the same day as yours is that okay I don't when know if marriage... it's linked but they divorced in 1991 <laughs> that's it. when did the uh, like, marriage start crumbling <laughs> I mean they're both great films you wouldn't want to live without the other one but no. also that's just that, that's, that's... did Terminator 2 suffer as a result I don't know, probably not. It's kind of interesting, is it? Because it's, we say it's an action film, but the action that's in it doesn't kind of like necessarily represent that much what it's about because it's kind of about bank robbing, but we don't really see that much bank robbing happening. There's a lot of like jumping out of planes, but that's not really, that doesn't really happen until sort of the end. And then there's quite quite a bit of surfing, but then Mm. that's not kind of like action with like guns and macho kind of action like surfing mm. probably in the 90s was still very kind of like hey dude kind of like hippie-ish not like yeah man with the guns so when has surfing ever been yeah man with the guns it hasn't but you know it was still kind of like seen as a bit like soft and hippie-ish yeah yeah and it, it kind of like it's it was very much like a subculture mm. it's never yeah. really been like main mainstream so and then you know, there's there's romance in it, but not the kind of romance that they want you to believe. So I don't know how it kind of fits in the nineties. I think it watching it now, it kind of fits a lot more in cinema than maybe in the nineties when it was trying to mm. be up there with the boys. But maybe it's not quite that kind of film. I think it's better now than it was then. I think that's it's it's grown now. Um, but the, yeah, you're right. The real romance is between Johnny and Bodie, isn't it? You know, that's the real romance in this movie. Yeah. Um, Was it unrequited? I don't think it is. I think I think Bo- I think Bodie loves Johnny too. You can tell that at the yeah. end, can't you? You know, I think that that, that last scene that's supposed to be in Australia, but it's clearly like you know, Oregon or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which I should also mention in that last scene. There's an Australian surfer that sort of says, "Don't go out there, mate." It's no, it's, it's dangerous or whatever he says that's that guy who plays Trevor in in Baywatch Dave and I used to do a, a podcast called about Baywatch a long time ago and uh, and as soon as Trevor I was like it's Trevor it's, it's, it's Trevor, Trevor from Baywatch, Baywatch. <laughs> basically Baywatch is uh, in the season one that no one ever watched or remembers he was the is, is one that one with in it yes that season yeah uh, he's he's a cocky Australian who works at the country club next door who eventually <laughs> becomes part of the team. And there's a bit of a cult hero for us because his in his last episode, he uh, he's refused a sandwich and then disappears, never comes back again. Never so mentioned. we always just wonder, never mentioned, never appears again. Just, uh, sorry, no sandwich, bye. Off, off you go. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's a complete digression from, it <laughs> from is. Point Break. Back to Point Break. <laughs> Yeah, Doctor Cox. Yeah. Uh, I love I love John C. McGinley, and it is because it is because of Scrubs. But it's great to have him. It's great to see him anytime because he had all these kind of bit part character roles, and he made them his own each time. In this, in like Platoon, 
Seven, yeah. Seven, yeah. And but it was it, it goes to show that things like Scrubs is where he was he is sealed it is his character office space as well. Yeah. He's played great characters, he's played in, in lots of films, but he just still didn't break through, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, all that talent there. Um, yeah, I mean, very much a Doctor Cox character in this movie as well. Like very mm. much the kind of angry man. Um, it's like very very angry police officer instead of very angry doctor and he has some of the best lines doesn't he he has the he young dumb and full of cum line which is yeah early in there early yeah. in there gets it in i was like oh whoa this i hadn't seen this for a while I was like, oh, is it that early in the film yeah well done i mean some some of the dialogue is great bizarre <laughs> i love love the the deducing about their surfers with their tan lines just <laughs> It just kind of occupies like a very special space in nineties. Mm. He did say it was films. a theory, I guess. Let's test the theory. And then um, the, the bits where they like go around cutting bits of hair <laughs> off the surface to see if it's like a match to the chemicals in the water is just like I love that. Hmm. I, I have a problem with that. With the line. computer graph that brings up the, the, the follicles and the chemicals, it's just like, oh yeah. I love watching good. computer animations from the 90s. I, I do have a problem with that storyline because at the beginning, we haven't mentioned Gary Busey, who's so good in this film as well. He's like Pete Gary Busey. Busey's good in this, yeah. yeah. Meatball yeah. sandwiches. But he, mm. he, when he's talking about the people who are doing the bank robbery, he's got such high, like, he's saying they're so geniuses, they're so clever, they've never been caught, they're the best bank robbers in the world. And their first instincts is to go for the four most stupid surfers they see. And they're like, that's definitely them. It's definitely them. And they've just met these other four Patrick Swayze smarter yeah. surfers, but they completely ignore them and go for the idiots. Uh, that's the only it's problem I've got with the whole film. The fog of romance, the fog of love. And then uh, turns out that one of them, Steven Soderbergh undercover. How is it? He's uncredited. It's Steve, Steven Soderbergh is the it's, undercover uh, officer in the in the four stupid I didn't know. drug oh, dealing Tom, 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 Tom Sizemore. Sorry, Tom Sizemore. You have names today. It's actually. Oh, God. It's been a long day. Keep I'm in, sorry. Keep it's been a very long day. Dave always Steve keeps always. Whenever we have it, whenever we, we, we record and I say something stupid, Dave always keeps it in. And whenever he says something stupid, he always cuts it out. No, that's not the best. <laughs> Um, who who is it that said that they, he's the worst is the worst FBI agent because both of them together have got some good ideas it's a nice theory about the surfing but then also they staked out for maybe eight hours and then deduced that they were the guys it's like yeah. I mean he is a terrible there. FBI agent come on let's let's be honest like he's <laughs> he may as well paint, a, paint an FBI like badge on his chest when he goes to like see them at the beach and, and into integrate <laughs> into the gang mm. uh, you know he's just bless him but he's just Keanu yeah. that's how you go into coverage <laughs> tell him tell him your real name you can tell that they were in the 90s like, and they didn't oh, have Google I thought, yeah it's like, I thought Johnny Utah was his under no no it's no. not is it no it's his name I think th that's the thing is that Patrick Swayze knew enough about him that knew that he was like a an ex-football yeah. player, but yeah. didn't know that he was in the FBI. <laughs> Stopped following him at that point. Mm, like, yeah. My interest in you is, is gone. I checked, checked the local papers. <laughs> I mean, don't think about these things too much because... No, because, no, no, you, know, you know, yeah, it doesn't spoil the movie, does it? You know, you can, you can no. suspend that little bit of belief. It's okay. Yeah, the script is definitely second to, I would say, the stunts. I mean, it's it's wonderfully directed. Like it's mm. you know, there are some beautiful shots in it. 
They really are. One of the things I really liked is, is the surf scenes because I, I can't surf. I've tried to surf. But it also had, it had like the amazing surf shots, but also with Keanu and someone who's like learning to surf as well. Kind of made, made kind of think, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have a go with that. I'll have a go with yeah. that. And Keanu's still uh, surfing now, apparently. Yeah, he, uh, he took it up as a hobby after this movie, and he's yeah still surfing. Oh, seriously, yeah, he learned to surf on the, in the on the movie, and yeah, still doing it now. I just presumed he he knew how to surf. Um, no, no, none of them did. Oh, wow. um, Laurie Petty, Keanu, and uh, and Patrick Swayze all kind of went off on surf lessons before the movie started shooting. See, this is one of the reasons I I kind of like to be an actor. I think this is probably the only reason yeah. is that you go off and learn shit: piano, dancing, like surfing, different languages. The rest of it's a bit. I'm not not that big a fan of, but I mean, uh, I could like barely that. stand up on the best of days, like let alone surf. <laughs> like, <laughs> I tried skateboarding and that went horribly, so I didn't even <laughs> try surfing. You didn't audition for Point Break as a result. <laughs> must must be must be willing to learn surfing. Nope. Nope. Sharks. I watched Jaws. It, it it's quite right in the territorialness of surfers because if I have been surfing and. Mm. Like if you do kind of like cross someone as as they're trying to, then like that is a complete no no. So you will get your your leash cut and a massive punch in the face. Maybe not that, but you <laughs> will know, get shouted bit, at. That was to... a bit dark, wasn't it? Yeah, that um, guy was having a bad day. <laughs> it was. It was like those angry guys and the um, you know, on in the cars. Should we head to the scores, guys? Or is there anything else you want to say? I'm I'm just glad we've avoided talking about the remake. <laughs> oh, we should talk about that. Anyone seen it? I have never seen it. I've never no. even brought myself. So we've talked no. about sequels with yourself. Yeah. Uh, is there an alternative timeline where it's like a remake yeah. podcast? He, there definitely could be a Point Break sequel. He definitely could survive that end. There was one planned. Was there? Sorry. But it never materialised. Uh, okay. Was Was so, Birdie planned to come back? I don't know. I think it's just that Fox had got one planned, but... It, it just never materialised. I mean, there is kind of like technically two remakes, but obviously one is a straight remake, but there is the other one. No spoilers. Um, but Fast, Fast and Furious. That's the Fast and Furious, well, yeah. yeah. It's literally the same film, isn't it? It's yeah, exactly it's same. pretty much the same film, yeah. <laughs> but I love that too. So there you go. Is this where yeah. your love for Fast and Furious came from? No, I think my... About- I, I, well, yeah, maybe, because I loved Point Break before Fast and Furious, and uh, I just loved cars when I was younger, and I think Point Break with cars, that just, you know, what's not to like? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no skydiving, is there? There's no Laurie Petty. There's no, there's no surfing. No, but, no, there was you nuts. know. Michelle <laughs> nuts. There's Rodriguez Michelle Rodriguez, and, and there's, there's, there's some awesome, awesome cars. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's plenty to love in Fast and Furious. <laughs> Well, guys, let's head to the scores. Hello, I'm Sam Pay. And I'm Martin Zolt-Sorstwick. And we are the two hosts of a podcast called Song Song by by Song, Song. where we listen every week to a track by the musical artist Tom Waits. Uh, You might know him for his gravelly voice. (coughs) Very nice. His appearance in films, but also his multi-decade spanning career uh, involving blues, jazz, and all sorts of other kinds of experimental music. So we're basically like a book club for Tom Waits. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, you can find us at songbysongpodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to the Flixwatcher scores. They're always out of five. You may have decimal places. And we'll start with you, please, Rich, with your recommendability. Well, I mean, everyone's got to watch Point Break, haven't they? 
they've got to. I'm probably not going to go full, full five. I think 4.7 maybe, just to kind of, you know, leave a little bit of room for manoeuvre. <laughs> Dave? Well, it, it's iconic, isn't it? I would say Point Break. It's definitely, again, one of the top 50 films you have to watch. And when people say, I like Fast and Furious or whatever, I'm like, you should probably check out the original. It's it's pretty special. Do you like surfers? Do you like Patrick Swayze? Everyone likes Patrick Swayze. Uh, and Keanu Reeves. And if you like people with great hair, it's definitely there to watch. I would say a four for me out of five. I was going to say, Helen, as well, we've probably, we've had Keanu on at least four times. We've had John Wick 1, John Wick 2, Parenthood, Always Be My Maybe. So there might be another Keanu film. Have you done Speed yet? Has that been on? No, no, not not on when I don't think. No one's in speed, but yeah, it's, it is. It's Patrick Swayze and, and Keanu Reeves are high up there and our most repeated um, actors. A lot of good films. Devil's mm. Advocate is another one of my popular. So, opinions someone that's... please pick Bram Stoker's Dracula. It is on Netflix. Please pick it. <laughs> is that because you want Keanu to jump over? I just think it's a brilliant film. Even the accent, absolutely. <laughs> My love for 90s Keanu is very strong. He's a very good-looking boy. What's your what's your score, uh, Helen? Not surprising. My husband had not seen this, and I recommended we should watch it together, and he said it was very good. So, Didn't he that... say, what's Point Break? Yeah, not... he did, actually. When I said, oh, do you want to watch Point Break? He said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. One of those moments you have to think about your life, probably. <laughs> tell, him, tell him about some other films uh, Reese hasn't seen or heard of. Uh, like, like he's lived in a cave uh, in, I mean, in Wales. I don't think he's seen Jurassic Park. That's the that's the one. That's one. And I, like, smokes Batman. <laughs> the term, Terminator is a blind spot. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's fine. We have other interests. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of understand Terminator because you know, as an eighteen, when growing up, I meant to be able to watch it, but. Jurassic Park was like the film that everyone went to see. Mm. Just everyone went to see that. Everyone mm. in the whole world, <laughs> apart from apart from Reese. Yep. <laughs> everyone in the world went to see it. Has he seen Titanic? I'm just checking because everyone has seen Titanic. I've only seen bits of Titanic myself. I haven't yeah. seen Titanic. No, yeah, I know what happens. <laughs> so, like twenty people sent me the cat titanic video so i've seen i've seen titanic plus you know what happens at the ending i guess but yeah. yeah i thought like it's the highest grossing picture for so many years didn't take people, my money people yeah people <laughs> watch you, it multiple James times <laughs> we don't want no avatar yeah we don't want an avatar you leave Catherine bigelow alone yeah you can, you can have your aliens and terminator 2 nothing else yeah um, so I, I love this film. I love Keanu Reeves in this. Patrick Swayze is really cool and it's by a female director. So uh, five from me. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, 4.9. Um, I need to watch this more. This is next. This is more next score, but I, yeah, it's, it's fabulous. Repeat for score, Rich. Oh, it's going to be a five, isn't it? I could definitely watch it. I, I could definitely watch it regularly. Um, mm. Yeah. And just like, just like the scene in Hot Fuzz, where you you know that they've watched it lots of times. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could happily do that. <laughs> Dave? How many people do you think watched Hot Fuzz and then didn't know Point Break and then watched Point Break afterwards, that film? I, I, I reckon I imagine it's a, a fair chunk of people. Yeah. 
and, and Bad Boys 2 and, always and the Bad Boys 2 as well was a weird choice for me but <laughs> it was <laughs> I think I wonder if they maybe went to Michael Bay and said can you use Bad Boys 1 the, the, the better one <laughs> yeah. and he's like well I need some more Bad Boys 2 so can you use that like, I need some money right. for some more Expedium robots can you uh, yeah can you yeah, promote Bad Boys 2 for me instead <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hadn't watched this for years Point Break mm. to be honest I don't know why it just never really came back on the radar. Very happy you picked it, Rich, because I thoroughly enjoyed it watching it. And I was like, this is brilliant. This is really great. I find it a little bit too long. I have to be negative. But repeatability is very easy to watch because mm. the storyline is quite waffa thin. Once you've bought into that premise, it's very easy to go again and you think, oh, wicked. I'll watch the skydiving bit again. Surfing's always fun. And like I said, Patrick Swayze and Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves all, and all of them. Yeah, I, I would go 4.6. Helen? Yeah, I, don't, I've, I think I may have seen it since it's been, since I've had kind of Netflix because I have remembered watching it fairly recently. So what, in the last like five years maybe? And then had seen it quite a few times before then. Um, it's very easy to rewatch and I think it's it still really holds up and it's probably is a little bit too long so it's not going to be one I'm going to watch loads and loads but um, still pretty strong so I'm going to give it 4.5 for repeat viewing. Yeah, I'm going to go 4. It's more for the fact that I, should, I think I may watch it three times and that's a travesty. And I think, yeah, when, when I saw, when I typed in a name, Point Break, and it's like two and a bit hours long, I was like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't need to be that long. <laughs> Why can't it be 90 minutes? It does, as as it press- does feel like a 90 minute film, doesn't it? The it, premise. Yeah. It feels like it should be a 90 when you, minute When film. you describe it to your friends what it's about, yeah. it's like, yeah. it feels like, oh, all right, that'd be a cool 90 minute flick. And you're like, well, oh, that's an extra hour on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, small screen score, Rich. I think it's good. Yeah, it's fine. It's good on the small screen. I, I would love to have seen it on the big screen. Um, and I never did. So. Yeah, I think it's it's good on the small screen. I think it mm. works just as well. You know, it's, it's it's obviously a brilliantly watchable film because I've never seen it on the big screen and I still love it. So, yeah, I think, um, again, a good, what, 4.5, I think, for a, for a small screen score. Dave? I think this would be better on the big screen. I think these and some of these set pieces, imagine if they did that in IMAX. Now, they probably did mm-hmm. it in the remake and no one give a shit. But Yeah, because it still has to be good in the first place. <laughs> yeah, the story <laughs> has to be good i've never seen it on the big screen either rich i would like to see it if it came back somewhere is it like an anniversary screen I mean, if they point? do an anniversary screen i'll definitely go and watch it yeah and the soundtrack's pretty cool it's all pretty cool i would give it a four helen if you said would you rather see terminator 2 on the big screen or point break i'd say terminator 2 not necessarily point break um true uh, i mean i've only ever watched it on the small screen um Probably far too young to be watching it when I first watched it when it was on like VHS, and I'm quite happy watching it on a on a decent sized TV. So five for me. Yeah, I, I mean the soundtrack's alright, but I don't think the score is it didn't pop out at me. Maybe just the way I was listening to it. Yeah, four point five. It'd be cool to see in the cinema, but I wouldn't I wouldn't race to see it. I definitely do want to see T two in the cinema. Um, engagement score, Rich. I don't think at any point I looked away from the screen. Like I don't think like despite watching at home and having all the all the distractions of the dog and the phone and kids running around and stuff like no I, I 
I was pretty fully engaged in it, and I don't think there's any bit that drifts. I don't think there's any slow bits in it. I'm, I was, I was pretty happy with all of it. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think a four point eight for me. Dave, I wouldn't go that high. Uh, I find this, feel, I love it, but I feel you can definitely stop it and then come back to it, and they're still surfing or still jumping out of the airplanes. Um, and there's probably too, too much stuff of, of you know, Keanu moping around. So engagement, and I stopped it to have dinner in the middle of it. Uh, 3.8. <laughs> I stopped to have dinner in the middle of it. 3.8? Yeah. Uh, Helen? Couldn't, like, watch and eat. In fear of like all of the action, just like, it was like causing a soup. accidental it was a soup or something. Got I've got new sofas. <laughs> <laughs> Super new sofas, yeah. But surely that would be trained, high mate. engagement because you couldn't eat soup at the same time of watching because you need a hundred percent engagement. Or is that engagement on the soup, not on the film? Oh, maybe I've attached this at the wrong point. <laughs> now I'm gonna sit with it. Three <laughs> Um it's kind of, it's, I've seen this film so many times that I don't need to be glued to the screen and it's not like one of those where you have to kind of work out who the surfers are. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> we know who the gang are. We'll just wait for you to catch up on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like no surprises when it's not those other surfers. Um, so it, it's one like that. So I'm going to go a solid four. Like you have to be engaged in it, but like you don't have to be like so zoned in that you'll miss things if you blink. Those other surfers are bad dudes as well. I, I, feel, I feel that they got unjustly maligned because they still have like six kilograms of crystal meth all they can do for something can't they in that in that sting i don't know am i wrong i think they were trying to catch the uh the whole point the the whole point of having someone undercover in there was they were trying to get the their bosses kind of thing yeah the next guy up the chain but yeah they weren't great guys were they i've got a question (laughs) sorry as an audience were we meant to expect the dumb four were the bank robbers at any point because i always thought it was obvious that Patrick Swayze and his crew were, I think even, no, I think, have I, I think it I it's kind of a weird one because it's not revealed until very much later on. I thought it was, oh, I missed that. I think it was not, I think it's obvious it wasn't Anthony Kiedis and his guys, but I don't think it was super obvious that it was Patrick Swayze and his guys because we didn't, we didn't actually really know that it was surfers that were the ex-presidents, did we? Well, no, the it's theory. just a theory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it, theory, I don't think though. they'd put the theory in the movie if they weren't coming. No, I mean, in terms, of, through on it. <laughs> in terms of how movies played out, we knew it was a surfer because that's how the movies play out. But also, they didn't, there wasn't that, here goes some, it definitely is surfers, mm. um, 100%. So, I don't know. Um, well, I, I'm going to go for four for engagement score. Um, that gives an overall score of 4.45625. It's good. very high. It's yeah. very good. It is. It is. Well done. Well done. Not that there's a prize for choosing the highest scoring film oh. because we're all about discussion. <laughs> You'll get your prize in the post, Rich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is high. It is high. So thank you, everyone who's listening. Uh, do follow us on uh, Twitter. We are at FlixWatcherPod. And one of the main reasons to follow us is because we put our little tweets ahead of recording, asking for your opinions. Um, so look out for a tweet like this. We're reviewing Point Break with Dave and Rich from Unequal Sequel. Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts and your score out of five stars from on-air shout-out on this here podcast. Dave, do you want to read out one of the comments? Yeah, I can do both if you want. Um, got one from Alex Elliott at AlexKid11. He said, I watched this as a, a lot as a teenager, which is probably the perfect aid. What more could a young boy want? Guns, girls, bank robberies, surfing and skydiving. I watch it now to see a still sane... Gary Busey on top form. Four woes out of five. 
Gary Busey was great, wasn't he? I, 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 was, I, was, I was surprised again in this in this rewatch. You forget how good he was, don't you? Like mm. that and Lethal Weapon. He's proper good on. Um, also from Lee Thomas at Lee Thomas 5. A 30-year-old action movie that still mostly holds up. Features iconic, yeah, Features iconic set pieces, a chili pepper, Dr. Cox, and a hell of a lot of testosterone. Suffers from being overlong and Keanu being the least believable special agent in any film. 3.5. A few things we talked about there, Lee. We kind of glossed over those pieces there. That's fine. That's fine. Cheers, Lee. Um, I definitely guys, agree. T- <laughs> it's when he put that surfboard and it's just like, that's not even... No, mate, come on. Anyway, guys, keep telling us where we can find you online and say goodbye to the listeners. Yep, so you can find us in all good pod shops. You can d- download us from anywhere you get your podcasts from. We are on Apple and Spotify and all those kind of places. And you can also find us on Twitter. We're at Unequal Sequel. You can get us on Instagram. We're at Unequal Sequel. And also because me and Dave are off of the 90s, we have a Hotmail account, uh, <laughs> Unequal Sequel at Hotmail.com. You can send us a little email there. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. And yes, Unequal Sequel on all your podcatcher places. Catch you later, guys. Thanks for coming on. Bye. 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 Enjoyed this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter and we're at FlixWatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production <laughs> <laughs>